0: You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health with your hosts, Danielle Whedon, Physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, Occupational Therapist.
1: Welcome to Episode 7 of Allied Health Podcast. In this episode, Danielle and I talk with Mia Pern, a 2020 graduate occupational therapist working in paediatric private practice in Sydney. We discuss transitioning to clinical practice, the highlights and the challenges and tips for success in your first year of practice. Enjoy. Today, Claire and I are joined
2: by Mia Pern, who is a graduate of 2020 from a Bachelor of Occupational Therapy. So MediRecruit runs a number of information sessions for grads, assisting grads in getting a job and getting work ready. And actually, Mia, we didn't actually secure you your role, but we did have a lot to do with you in the lead up to you graduating and looking for work. So you met us in our in conversation with for graduates online at the end of last year, I think. So do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you and when you graduated and your current role?
0: Yeah, sure. So yeah, we met um, last year during the very interesting uh, COVID sessions, I guess, via Zoom when I was back in my hometown um, feeling kind of isolated from my regular uni life and my friends and just wanting some some, um, guidance and a bit of conversation around, um, yeah, how to go about applying for jobs and those sort of things because it felt a little bit out of touch um, in my small rural town where there was maybe one or two OTs working at Mm. the time. Um, So I guess I'm an outgoing and active person. Um, I love socialising, hanging out with friends and family. Um, so I graduated in November of last year. However, because of COVID, we didn't actually get to have our regular graduation ceremony. I also um, secured a job here in Sydney um, with Active OT for Kids. So I moved up to Sydney in January of this year and um, was unable to go to my makeup graduation ceremony as I was already working full-time. Yeah, um, yeah so I've just started living up here in sydney i moved from my rural town in deniliquin new south wales so quite a big move i'm about eight eight and a half hours from home now and um was originally studying in yeah deacon in geelong um working full-time at the moment um my experience was a little bit different from i guess previous years in that yeah i secured a job in COVID time so my um I guess the interviewing process and things like that looked a little different. I was lucky that COVID had sort of uh, eased up a bit, I guess, in New South Wales at the time, and I was able to come up to Sydney and um, have a look at the uh, organisation that I'm now working for, um, which was really important in knowing whether we'd be a good fit for each other. um so yeah I flew up and had a look and had a trial and then I came up for a week's training as well um where I guess in OT it's a little bit different that you do actually need to be in the setting to know whether it's going to work for you and whether um you're going to work for them too yeah
2: Um, yeah and your caseload you're working in a pediatric private practice
0: yes sorry that's yeah, yeah pediatric private practice um and trauma-informed care so it's a little bit more specific too which is a little bit interesting um, to wrap your head around as a new graduate I guess but that was kind of why I wanted to um, jump into that opportunity I knew that it was going to be hard work and I knew that it was going to be something really um different and a lot to take on but I thought if I can do that at the beginning of my career then hopefully anywhere (laughs) after that's going to be yeah going to be a little bit um easier or a little bit smoother sailing i guess threw yourself in at the deep end now yeah yeah (laughs) new place new job and yeah quite a challenging caseload yeah challenging caseload Mm. yeah um so broadly what
2: would you say the last six months have been like as a graduate
0: so it's been a really interesting ride um obviously navigating a new city uh quite a wet quite a while from home. Um, New friends, making a family up here for myself, I guess. Um, Obviously, a totally new um, living and working environment. I moved up. I was lucky that I got the opportunity to actually come up for a week and then another three days. Um, My organization flew me up, which was absolutely incredible. And I actually, that's sort of where um, my support from Danielle came in that hang on, is this actually real? And that sort of guidance was really, really helpful. Um, So I was able to meet the team and that's really important and sort of started that friendship and those bonds um, when I first visited in November last year. Yeah. Um, And now obviously I'm actually in lockdown in Sydney at the moment, so that looks a little bit different in terms of telehealth and things like that. Uh, I was actually lucky enough that in my final placement in 2020, I just scraped through before COVID really um, flared up in Melbourne and I was able to finish it all on site, I guess. Um, So I never really got the opportunity to do too much via telehealth, which was a bit of a blessing in disguise, but then also in this kind of role, it's a little bit tricky. However, I was lucky enough that I had a mentor in my hometown that I um, contacted and through my own sort of resourcing, I was able to get some experience with telehealth. So that just sort of a little bit of insight into how that sort of works. um, It's been really beneficial, but also my team where I work at the moment and my boss is super supportive in, you know, navigating this new telehealth world that we're Mm. living in at the moment. Um, also really supportive in park sessions and things like that. You know, we can, we can have therapy opportunities with some sticks and some stones and, and a creek and that's all we've got. So being really creative with that side of things, um, our clinic, uh, at Active OT and the organization is really nature based. So that's something that I'm really interested in. And I've kind of found more and more of an interest in that side of things, um, since starting work there. Yeah. Starting with them. So two,
2: two points in that, I suppose from your first point is it is, we find it with our clients and candidates but it is so important to get that cultural fit with an organization and like you said your current organization flew you there you were able to meet them but um really in terms of flourishing as a grad I think having a having a cultural fit and having a company that you're aligned with on lots of levels not just the clinical nature of the work is so important
0: yeah definitely and that's the thing like that was a big thing flying up to Sydney and meeting a team. It's like, oh, I kind of felt the pressure to, hey, they've, you know, they've given you this time and this opportunity, like, is it going to work? But from day dot, my boss had sort of said, like, There's no obligation to take the role. Like we just want to make sure that the fit is right. I mean, with a name like Active OT, you're going to assume that they're quite active and they're quite outgoing. And, um, yeah, like I guess you are going to be outside and that sort of thing. They offer surf therapy and we're doing nature-based therapy. And it's trying to sort of get back to the basics of, I guess, you know, the... Um, weaving and whittling and things like that that OT really originated with so um, that's been really really interesting to learn and I've always been a super outdoorsy kind of person um, and I guess that's probably what I love so much about Sydney now I was definitely a Melbourne girl moving to Sydney um, but now when I'm surrounded by beaches and bushwalks and that sort of thing it's it's really nice and it it fits really well with my job too that now you know my five hours of my day yesterday was at a park with kids and we're skateboarding or we're climbing hills and you know searching for rocks and things so yeah just taking that OT back to really um back to the basics i guess and how how therapeutic that really is too though
2: yeah i mean claire you've got the pediatric background when you were still practicing do you have any questions around sort of the the transition to pediatrics for a graduate
1: yeah, Mia, how have you found, I mean, I find that paediatrics is in some ways quite a different ball game. How have you found, um, it, just in as much as you are, you're not just working with the child, but you're working with families as well. And how well prepared did you feel you were to, to actually be dealing with the child and their family rather than just focusing on the, the client or the participant?
0: That's really interesting in that I feel like yeah uni is really great in you know resourcing you with a lot of different things but when you get into the workforce it's so broad and you know then it's also so specific in other areas too so it's it's really tricky like you do your interviewing and you do different little skills here and there at uni but it I guess it's a lot more than just uni it's like your life experiences and things like that. And I guess being from a small country town, I've had to talk to people. You you know a lot (laughs) of people. So you just, those personal skills, like those soft skills really come through rather than, you know, the learnt anatomy and that sort of thing. And I guess also being kind to yourself that sometimes like at the beginning, I'm having tricky conversations with parents and, and really as a new graduate, sometimes I'm feeling like, do I actually know what I need Mm. to know for this specific role? Because sometimes, say, trauma-informed care, it can get pretty heavy sometimes, and especially now with COVID when people are coming and you're trying to be the light in their lives at the moment for their kids, but also for them, you're listening to them and what they've got to say, and that can be really tricky and and being okay with, hey, look, actually I I don't have the answer for you at the moment or I'm more than happy to find something out for Mm. you and I'm, and sitting with that and I think being like real and authentic with them, that's that's the best thing. Like they go, oh, okay, yeah, you're a human too And and I've had that. I've had people say like you're not expected to know everything. Yeah. I just wanted to know whether you did and if you don't, that's okay. And so, yeah, just being kind. I think that's my biggest learning in the last six months of work is I have to take time for myself. I have to be kind to myself because if I don't fill my own cup, I can't feel anybody else's, and that's what I'm telling the parents at the moment too. Because it's just we're just doing the best we can at the moment. It's a fantastic message
1: for um, for for new graduates. I feel with occupational therapy, you 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 go into a specialist area um, as a graduate, and it's really easy to put an expectation on yourself that you are a specialist. Yes,
2: yeah, and true. you're not.
1: You're you're at the very beginning of your next. Learning curve, and to be authentic, um, and to be kind to yourself, and to not have fear around communicating um, to your your clients, and your participants, and their families that you are you are still learning and you are at a junior level, but that you will go away and source the information and 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 you know get that support from your supervision and your mentors and come back to them. It's it's the best strategy to handle that stress that comes with with being a graduate. Um, I know that as a graduate, I really, really felt it. Um, and it's it's you need to to work on ways to to really reduce that 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 anxiety because it it just doesn't do any good for anyone.
0: Yeah. And I think like we spoke before about say imposter syndrome, like you're working mm. alongside with OTs, you know, that have got six to seven years or like you know people in management that have got 15 plus years of experience and i'm thinking how do i not like why do i not know the answer to this or oh is it just that simple or where do i begin and it's like well yeah i haven't had the 15 years so you can't expect yourself to know what a someone with 15 years of experience does does know and especially yeah with pediatrics it's like it's so fun working with kids but it's also can be quite complex and these little kiddies come in and and now when i'm analyzing kids how i like i didn't feel like i've been i don't didn't feel like there's been such a big difference but now when i look i'm like oh i am, am able to analyze a lot deeper than initially but that will keep building and you've got to yeah. be kind that yep okay even now you're better than before but then you're gonna because the way we analyze in this clinic is very different to anything i've ever experienced mm. in my um school-based placements or even in my pediatric settings um that I previously have done some volunteering in or just through uni as well um yeah it sort of takes on more of a neural um neurology side of uh analysis so mm-hmm. that have to be kind with that as well that this is really can be really deep stuff um and you're not really taught that in a textbook at uni or even through lectures so yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: And what about the first few months of employment? What it, it, what particular challenges did you find?
0: First few months were, and I feel like it's still it's up and down waves. Like I'll have days where I'm like, "You you get it, you got it. This is this is great." And then there's other days like, "Oh, hang on. Do I actually know what I'm doing, or am I just going through the motions and hoping that this is this is what it it's is?" Working. Yeah. yeah. Um, But. I think the first few months, I guess, were just tricky with trying to find that balance and everyone talks about having a balance and, you know, being kind to yourself and making sure you're doing things that are good for you And but also understanding that, you know, it's going to be tricky because you're a new graduate, things are going to take a lot longer than they usually do and you'll see OTs leaving on time and you're thinking, I'm going to leave too but I know that I'm going home and I'm going to be up until 10 10 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock at night Um, and then also balancing that with, brand new city so let's try and make friends because like if you don't have any connections here mm-hmm. you know your are outside of life might be will be pretty much non-existent mm-hmm. and then you know work will become your life which I uh, we've got a great culture at work and everybody really is I've actually never seen it before is a family at work however I just being the age I am and and being a new city I really wanted to make sure that I did have a distinct work work life and home life, um, just so that I, yeah, could switch off. Um, that was important to me. So I guess, yeah, just making sure to like, at least if you do a few nice things for yourself that day, or you take, you know, one hour for yourself being okay with that. And then knowing that, okay, if I'm going to work really hard today, or I'm going to work later today, then maybe on the weekend, I'll do something. Um, Mm -hmm something for home life I guess a bit yeah. more. yeah yeah
2: and what about um jumping back a little bit but what what did you find um, helpful when you were looking for work or what what was helpful in terms of securing employment
0: so I um obviously attended the online zoom session with you guys at Medi recruit so that was really that was pretty much the stepping stone um, I I Felt, as I said, I felt really isolated at home. Um, everything was via Zoom for uni. So felt really disconnected. Like, yeah, you log on and you have your lectures, it, but there's, you know, there's no human interaction other than mm. the one hour that you're in class. And because we we're in our fourth and final year, it was pretty much content, content, content. Let's get through it, let's do the assessments and move on. Um, and and also like that balance of seeing friends. Like I was in my hometown sitting in front of a computer all day. So There wasn't really much human interaction other than on Zoom. Um, So I remember sitting down at my desk in my room, going, "Okay, I've got to find like I've got to apply for a job. I don't really know where I want to be, but I know that I don't want to be working in my hometown. Just because at the beginning of my career, I really wanted to be in a city or something like that, where I could get Hmm. intense experience, just something a bit different. Um, It's not to say that I won't back move back to um, like a rural area and you know be the one OT for." pediatrics geriatrics um, sports injuries and things like that um, but at this point I really wanted to be a bit more specialized and I, I knew that I had a passion for pediatrics I just wasn't sure in what capacity um, and so I was having a look on seek and that sort of thing and I didn't really know the process of how to sort of apply for a job we started having um, that so I watched I went to our Medi recruit um, question and answers. And then in class, we started to talk a bit more about the interviewing process and things like that. I still actually think at uni, there's not enough of that. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a bit of a navigating that sort of field yourself. Um, however, people, when I asked questions, were really he- helpful. Um, my mum was really, really great in helping me navigate that. Um, space as well she's a careers advisor so that was really, really helpful yeah yeah um, but then yeah i also had a mentor um who really really helped me um in just understanding interviewing process applications and things like that um and then through the many recruit uh questionnaire i actually used the resume um template and then sort of changed that a little bit myself um to yeah apply to my current circumstances and my previous experience and things like that. Um, And just, yeah, knowing the questions to sort of ask uh, in interviews and and things like, yeah, the culture, um, things that are like non-negotiables for you were really uh, beneficial from the um, question and answers. And then, yeah, just through other people in my class and cohort, uh, just asking them. However, that was a little bit different in that we're all uh, spaced out all over the nation i guess um, yeah the country yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And, and mia what were you looking for in a role like what were your non-negotiables what 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 were what did you have on your list um in terms of trying to find a role that really matched well with you
0: so something that was really important i guess was the support for me um if i was going to take on a specific role like a, in a specialized team, it was that I had a lot of support. So that actually ruled out, kind of, I guess, Darwin. Um, I really, so I had a few locations that I was willing to move. I wanted, I, love Melbourne life but I really wanted something different Um, so I thought I'd either move Sydney Queensland or Darwin with potentials just for something new Mm because work for me was going to be a completely new experience and I wanted to live somewhere that I could also explore the new place so um, in terms of looking at jobs online Darwin was quite rural and I knew from other people's experience too that sometimes you can be one OT servicing you know a rural area and as a new graduate I just didn't think that that was suitable for me Mm -hmm. um it's not to say in the future when I've got a little bit more experience behind me I would actually really like to take on a role like that um so I guess a really yeah great work culture that's really super supportive um I also uh needed uh location was also really important for me so if I was to move to say Sydney or Queensland I wanted to be in a place that I wanted to live and I would be able to access things that I wanted to see and do so if I'm going to live in Sydney I'm going to live in an area of Sydney that I can go and do and be lots of different things rather than say being in a more uh out of suburb, I guess, and not, and, you know, say it taking an hour or an hour and a half to get mm. to the city because for me moving somewhere is for the exploration of the place as well. Yeah. Uh, so that was super important and actually deterred me from quite a few other positions, even though a lot of, uh, I guess, their qualities ticked so many of the mm. boxes that I had.
1: Well, commute really impacts. It's so important to to weigh up commute. I mean, commute really impacts your everyday everyday living and it's it can come down to whether or not you do want to spend you know two hours traveling you know to and from work a day um some people don't mind it but for other people no, it's really important that you know the commute is is minimized
0: yeah definitely and I think that comes into that balance side of things too you know if you can get to and from work and you can be home. I have really big days at work. So I start at 7.15 and I finish at 5.30 each day. So they are really big days. And, you know, imagine getting home at nine o'clock and starting to prepare dinner. It's just not feasible Mm. for me in Mm. my life. There's plenty of people that I know even that work in Sydney and live in Newcastle. And for me, I'm just like, how? How does that that work? But I mean, Mm. if you're passionate and you love your job, sure. But for me at this stage, I love that I can walk to work that's crazy. Really, I feel like that's crazy being in Sydney. Um, but I love it and, and I'm really happy where I am. Um, I think some other things were pay and things weren't so crucial for me, um, mm. just because I really understood that I am a new graduate and I really valued experience and I guess. Um, Yeah, the learning and the mentoring and Mm. uh, location and things, like other things mattered a lot more than the salary. I think starting in one place and, you know, getting the knowledge and learning and growing and then if, you know, in time I think, oh, actually this isn't working for me. Maybe we can negotiate or maybe I move on to something else. But I think that I really valued, um, yeah, the experience Experience. more than anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that whole, yeah, support side of things came into it. Yeah. And do you work to billable hours now? I do. Yeah. I work to billable hours and we have um, KPIs, um, set however my um, team and my boss is actually super supportive in that because i do actually have quite a uh, large caseload so my caseload was to be 28 to 29 uh clients a week um and so my days look about it's about seven to nine clients a day and however yes i do have a longer day i actually also that work-life balance sort of thing, comes into it, uh, we work a four-day week. So I work 38 hours in four four days, mm-hmm. um, big days, but, yeah, we get an extra day off. Um, so I think that was really supportive that my boss um, allows me to ease into the job, although, yes, it does look like a really big caseload, um, through being real and authentic with her and saying, hey, actually, this is, you know, I'm struggling with whatever area it is. She's taken the time and and she has the capacity to take the time to sit with me and work through it. And I think that was really, really supportive in being in a private practice. I didn't initially know what I was sort of getting into in terms of a private practice Mm -hmm. before I started doing a little bit more research before applying. Um, I think, yeah, with, say, bigger organisations, there's lots of pros to them, but I think with having a one-on-one conversation in an office with your boss Saying, hey, look, this is what's happening for me. That sort of suited me best because that's how I've always been coming from the small country town and I'm, I'm a face-to-face person and that that works really well for me. And I mean, other people, it may be, you know, I just don't work to be a number in a system in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And were billable hours discussed in interview? They yeah. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything was um really laid out and honest which was really really helpful and I think I also really pressed pressed um knowing certain information just because to be honest with you the whole application that was the first job I applied for I applied on a Sunday afternoon I just finished I felt a little bit behind Um, I'd had some family circumstances at the end of last year that sort of put me back in my studies and I really needed to take some more time just to process what was happening for me so I think. I felt a little bit behind in the application process. All my friends had applied for jobs and were having interviews and we're all really busy with our final, like, assessments anyway, you know, worth 50% and things like that where you're trying to do the best you Mm -hmm. can, just just push that last little bit. Um, So I applied Sunday and my boss emailed me two hours later and I was like, hang on what's happening and and then it just progressed I had an interview in four days and then she's like all right let's get you up here what does it take flights were booked in another two days and then in seven days I was in Sydney and I was like hang on I just need a second to (laughs) process what's happening um so yeah it was a really quick and I wasn't sure what was happening I I remember I called Danielle saying does this happen? Like, I don't know. And I guess just being a little bit naive to that side of things and I just sort of thought this is more a business side of things than an OT. I didn't understand. You know, Um,
2: I was sorry to interrupt, but I do think, Mia, we're finding it more and more. We've been in health recruitment for a long time, but more and more graduate OTs, speeches and physios in particular Are in such high demand that future employers move so quickly when they're interested in you and we are finding that grads I don't think they don't know their value but I think it is easy uh, we're seeing graduates get a little bit frightened by how quickly an offer might move for example Um, so I think your experience definitely wasn't isn't different to many grads but it's a lot of the time we say to you know, we say to a graduate, if you're applying for this role, it will move more quickly than you probably think it will because your skill set is in such high demand.
0: Yeah. And that was the thing, I guess, also that you were touching base with your friends, but because I wasn't seeing them in in person Mm. and on a day-to-day basis, it it didn't really feel real and you couldn't really check in the way that you usually would in in regular life. Yeah, Um, And yeah, it did progress really quickly. And I think that yeah the first time doing something you you don't know um sort of what to yeah what to expect and yeah yeah, as you said undervalue. like I'm just a new grad I've just I'm the same as any other OT student in my cohort what's you know what's what's it about but then actually and still I think I have that imposter syndrome because I continually continually ask my boss from time to time hey but like She's like, well, we chose you for you. And yeah. and I think that's the really um awesome thing about this organization is that my boss is really real with me. I've from the beginning, I was really honest and I said, look, I actually need some time to process um this offer because at, at that time, um, yeah, I was processing my family situation and that's and right. I couldn't make a move. I was actually needing to start the job. Uh, on the eleventh of November last year, and I was like, "It's not going to happen for me." That's um, right, Leah. And
2: when you were waiting to get all your um your belongings from Victoria because the border yeah. was shut, I think. Yes, yeah, you, so know, my, you had all your stuff down here in Geelong or Melbourne, and you yeah, you're like, "I've got so much to manage in this move to yeah. Sydney."
0: Yeah, so my um, so I was my body was in Country New South Wales, but my entire life was locked down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, So there was not a chance that I could actually move to Sydney in November. Like the job actually was there and they were willing to wait until, uh, so it was actually the first week of January and then I had some more family circumstances and so I actually started on the 18th of January. Mm. Um, So they waited and that that in itself was huge for me. I said if an organisation and a person is willing to do that for somebody... Um, that's where I want to work, that's the kind of team that I want to be in, yeah.
1: We often see, Mia, um, therapists um, freeze in um, at the point in the recruitment process where an offer is put on the table and they actually do need more time to um, process the offer and take time to consider the offer and then make a decision. And it's a really good point that you make, being honest and transparent with your potential employer. It demonstrates a really good quality um, in any future employee, but it's okay to ask for more time to consider the offer. The worst case scenario is that the employer is going to say, no, I need an answer really quickly. But in every case that I've dealt with, employers are so open to to giving you a week or two to consider the offer. Um, They would like you to consider the offer. It shows that you're taking this. It's a very big decision for you. It shows that you are committed to your next career move, whether it's your first career move or not. Um, So don't be, uh, my messaging is don't be afraid to to ask for more time to, to sit with an offer to make sure that you're making the right decision for you.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think what came into play a lot was that it wasn't just the job; like, I was moving mm. eight and a half mm. hours, so it's the whole whole aspect, and that's the biggest thing too with this organization is that I'm not just an OT; I'm I'm a person in their team, and I'm I'm Mia from the outside world as well, and and that's what makes me the clinician that I am in their organization. So I think that's that holistic OT approach, yeah, with you know, our whole life experience and all of that makes us what we are. Um, So I think that was really important. Yeah. And, and I think with my friends and, you know, you sort of, you did, you felt a little bit rushed. Everybody's getting these job offers or they're going to interviews and I'd never interviewed before. And I'm thinking, oh, what have I got to say? And Mm -hmm. will they ask me about a specific caseload or will they want to know, you know, is it, it's like an exam, I guess, you know, what are they going to need to know? But just being, yeah, being honest from day dot that I I did say, I was like, I've got a lot of things to consider at the moment. I am going to move and, you know, I have to weigh those sort of things up. Um, I also, half of me is stuck in, in Melbourne at the moment. Um, so that's a big thing. I had the family issues as well. And then I was also wrapping up uni. So I, because of what had happened, I actually needed to get a few extensions and things like that. So my uni actually, like my assignments weren't finished until November anyway, even though a lot of my cohort had finished. Mm. So I needed to, yeah, and I, and I wanted to be clear that I really wanted to do as best I could in those assignments. I didn't want to just, you know, finish and be done because COVID was, you know, mm. a tricky year to be finishing our degrees anyway. I just wanted to, yeah, finish everything on a on a good note. And, and then also by finishing it on a good note, I could then start afresh and feel confident in how I started the career,
1: yeah. I think it's also um, important, Mia, to um, acknowledge the fact that employers um, are well aware when they're interviewing new graduates that it is most likely their first interview for a professional role that the therapist has undertaken. So again, just be kind to yourself. It, you don't. It, there's no expectation that you're going to um, absolutely. Yeah you know perform beyond belief in this interview everyone understands that it's a really um it, it can be really nerve-wracking um and just remember that that is the expectation that you haven't that you haven't interviewed a lot um so just be kind to yourself and just be yourself in interview as well
0: yeah and that definitely came through in in the interviews i remember coming out of the interview thinking, I don't think I can take this role and that was actually I remember saying to Danielle like I was calling Danielle constantly and it was a little bit funny in that um, MediRecruit hadn't actually like found me the job or you know um, advertised the job or anything but I just connected really really well with Danielle and and trusted um, her professional opinion and also understood that we could relate. So that was really, really supportive, especially when I kept emphasizing how isolated I did feel, and you know, I was contacting my university lectures, but I just didn't feel that it was um, as as helpful. Um, I guess with the insight you guys have into um, the job seeking, and also just you know previous whole experience, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, working with new grads all the time, and um, and also having an understanding of places other than just Melbourne and, you know, Sydney and other areas too and and what you can sort of expect from one place and whether it sounds real and realistic and, you know, pay scales and things like that. Although I did say that the pay wasn't an issue for me, um, just, yeah, getting a better understanding. And I think that's all like added tools to t- my toolbox um, for the future too, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Can I ask you a really practical question? When you, how long did your APRA registration take to come through?
0: So that was another thing that I was a little bit stressed about because a lot of people had been, I was juggling the uni assignments while everybody had already wrapped up. So yeah. I was a little bit worried about how long that sort of took. Mine was quite quick. I think it maybe was two weeks and they did say it was going to be a long time because yeah. of COVID, but it yeah. actually ended up being quite quick. Yeah. Um. I do remember being told to apply, um, but I feel like there's only a certain extent you can, like a certain uh, amount that you can do and then you're waiting for your um, documents to be certified and things like that. So I tried to get my side of things all organised as quickly as I could Um, and then, yeah, it's just that waiting process. But I think start that as soon as you can if you've got everything that you need to start that with. Yeah. Um, But I found that sort of stuff actually quite smooth sailing once it was explained to us. Um, I guess it's different in the setting of being online too, that, you know, you've logged off now and your lecturer is gone, whereas, you know, sometimes you can flag them after class and ask those quick questions. Questions, yeah. Um, But, yeah, just not being afraid, I guess, not being afraid to email, just constantly email like, I used to say, just another email, like, sorry, like, sorry if this is annoying, but it's not in in the world that we were living in at that time. You just need to. Otherwise, you know, you won't get those um, questions answered. And it's the same in the workforce. Like, I'm constantly emailing my boss about different things and it's like, well, you know what? She's like, be kind. You're not expected to know this. How are you going to know this if you've never done it before? Mm, It's all new. So just, yeah, just take the time to ask the questions. Ask the questions and and give it a go. And if it doesn't work, cool. Then try, try, try again. Because yeah. yeah, that's the only yeah. way we're going to learn.
2: Uh, what about if you got like a most it's a bit corny, but if you got a most memorable moment in since you graduated, or if you got a, a funny story, or a, a positive like what sort of memorable moment would you say you've had
0: in terms of um, working life? Or I feel like. It's all, it's all been a lot. Um, the mood, it's all memorable. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I actually, to think back to how how I was when I was having the conversations with you on the phone, it felt like I was calling you every day because, yeah, it was one of the only human interactions I had at that time, I guess, other than family, which was awesome. It was incredible to spend the year living um, back at home. But I just think, yeah, so much has changed. Um a lot has changed. And I mean, yeah, working to think that I'm an OT, I, I doesn't feel real still. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm not a uni student, no, like and no. you've got a caseload and things like that. Um, it's really cool. But I also feel just just the same as Mia from Deacon at last year. Yeah. Um, lots of memorable moments. I mean, there's lots of beautiful, beautiful kids that I work with, and yes, you know. I guess it's just really really cool working as um as a peds OT. Like yesterday was pretty memorable too in that I got to spend 5 hours at a park, like one of the kids bought his skateboard and the whole session was watching him do cool tricks on the skateboard and how that can unit you, know, you know that sort of movement that he's doing um can cause neurological changes for him so he's yeah um having some struggles with covid and some um yeah some difficulties in that sense and then you've got like we dressed up last Friday because we're all wearing masks and our kitties want to see our face and it's really tricky at this time when you come into the clinic and everybody's masked up and you don't get to see the emotion as much yeah you Mm -hmm. can smile with your eyes but Mm -hmm. kids want to see a smile or they want to see a laugh or they want some more um, expression I guess and so we all put some costumes on and made a bit of a video and just to bring that um, personality back, I guess. Um, I got a new mask because i always wearing the medical mask just so that it's um, to standard, I guess, and bought some new masks, so I got some rainbow masks and, yeah, try to, try to bring that personality and a bit of flair back into the clinic, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Have you got any other questions, Claire? No, you're an inspiring
1: OT, Mia. You are, you are, really you are a great you're, advocate for the profession. Um, you really, you really are. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I would Thank say you well so
2: done. To you. And um, yeah, thanks for taking the time. It's always good to chat. I feel like I could chat to you always,
0: Mia. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've spoken a lot, so yeah, good. yeah. No, and I'm I'm really really grateful for all the help, um, both from Danielle and Claire. Like it. It was really, really supportive in in the times that I was living in last year. Um, And even now, it's, it's awesome to have these contacts. Like I remember being at uni and everyone saying, oh, join LinkedIn. And I'm thinking, oh, what is LinkedIn? Like I don't know this sort of world. It's another Facebook, but it's for professionals. What does that sort of mean? Like do I have to keep on top of that sort of thing? And then I remember being in the Q&A and you guys are like oh join us on LinkedIn and I'm like okay I've got one contact on LinkedIn this is cool like this is exciting but yeah just and knowing that I've kind of got you guys as a bit of a contact throughout my career future is is really nice and that we can connect on such a personal level too rather than it just being so yeah I guess career or work focused it's just person to person and that's sort of how I operate yeah
1: Fantastic,
0: thank you, Mia. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank Lovely you, to talk Have to you. Your time. Enjoy mm-hmm. the
1: rest of your day. Go and get you some too. sunshine and see, the be- and see the beach.
0: Yes. <laughs> you guys, right. take care. Yeah. Right. You too. Thanks, Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities, and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in.